Improvise. Musical. Comedy. What are the words? Make it up as we go along. Do you know what you're talking about? Rhyming. Choruses. Verses. Bridges. It's words. It's music. Sing it. It's musical. Sometimes. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Welcome to Musical Improv Comedy. And this time we are talking about the second improv musician session that we did. We did, and we did it in that there London. We did it in the nursery training centre. The nursery training centre, run by our dear friend Jules Munns. Yes, we did. Hi, Jules. And we had six fine musicians and four fine singers. Yeah, and it was... three fine singers in heaven. Ha-ha. Yeah, and it was an absolutely fantastic day. It was a fantastic day, yes. It surpassed all my expectations. Oh, good. (laughs) <laughs> didn't, obviously didn't surpass yours. Well, I just don't know if I had any expectations. Um, so a bit of background. Yes. Um, we'd done a previous day like this in Brighton that was a bit more of an experiment. Yeah, we didn't know what to expect, so we just chucked people in and we had musicians and improvisers and they were kind of swapping roles willy-nilly. And having done that and a few other kind of things like it, we decided to run this day uh, a bit more like a class and very much focused on the musicians with um, some improvisers there as renter voices. And we had um, the lovely Jenny Rowe of the Maydays. And we had Lewis Harrison Barker of Music Box and various other things. And Rachel Lyons also of Music Box. So it was um, a great lineup of singers and they totally chucked themselves in and that was mm. really fun. I think they really enjoyed, well, I hope they really enjoyed getting that much stage time. Yes. And being able to feed back to musicians as well. Yeah, it was it was super fun. Mm. Um, and, a, and a lovely mixture of musicians. I mean, again, last time felt sort of humbled by having musicians come to the session who are already doing this. Yeah. It's a growing scene. It's yeah. growing so fast you can't keep track of it. Um, so that was a real a real delight. And and the thing that really struck me about it was the, the fact that the musicians had each other's back and the same way that improvisers have each other's yeah, back. Yeah, and very quickly, uh, as with all good workshops, I think, our plan just completely crumbled. Yeah. Um, which had already been distilled from three pages of plans. And it just was like well let's just play with this because it's too much fun not to yeah it was great yeah. so yeah we started off with um looking at underscoring and mm. the sort of the difference between what underscoring feels like and what a song feels like turns out that's a lot more subtle than i thought ah really how come i thought it was pretty clear that you know if you come in quietly and tinkle away without much rhythm then that's underscore mm. and then if you well, we, we pinned it down a little bit, didn't we? If you bring in some rhythm and a chord sequence, then it feels more like a song. Yeah. But there's more variables than that. It depends on the scene. It depends where in the show it is. It depends on the tone of the scene, the type of show, the type of musician, the type of player, the type of music. So many things. Did you say the type of instrument then? I didn't. Also the type and of the instrument? And the type of instrument. Yeah. Um, and also the magical communication that we don't know about. we did was to play the same scene over and over again yeah. and watch the parallel universes unfold yeah. with different musical choices and it was 
absolutely hilarious. It was hilarious, and it makes you think of that sliding doors thing, doesn't it? That yeah. When you make a choice as a musician in the show, you are like, you're not picking one thing, you're eliminating a thousand things. Yeah, it was, it was really hilarious. Mm. Um, and the more violent the choice, the more fun we had. <laughs> energy was put into the scene it was very very funny yeah really fun so yeah the first half we looked at underscore and then we sort of graduated to um the opposite like cueing a song and yeah. how do you let the, the the people on stage know it's time to sing and structuring a song and ending a song yeah minefield all minefields all um and we we had a great time played around made some interesting discoveries i'd say mm. around that and i'll tell you what it's a bloody good workout as an improviser I as bet. well yeah didn't have no, much time to no. sit around daydream. No time, and and therefore no time to judge the quality of what you were doing. Good. Which is just a great way to be, isn't mm. it? Just to go, well, doesn't matter if that was crap, because we're going to do something else do now, something and that else. might be crap. Yeah. Well, we did deliberately try and... That's another thing. We did try and break the format. We tried to break musical improv. We tried to say to musicians, come in with something that's utterly inappropriate. And it turns out that very little... That is so inappropriate, you can't do something with it. It might be inappropriate for a certain type of show. Yeah, for a, a long-form narrative, you know, there's choices you could make that can pull it off into our sliding doors land. Exactly. But for for a kind of, let's make something entertaining, I really don't think there's much you could do that could throw good improvisers totally off. No. Sarah had a good go. Yeah, but okay, that was one of the really best... discordant stuff. That was the best moment of the day. One <laughs> yeah, of the best moments, this was. kind of dark scene about gravy. Yeah. <laughs> it was incredible. another thing that Rachel said at the end of the day which I loved which was the thing about kind of actively trying to get it wrong sometimes and mm. and do allow allowing yourself that privilege in workshops mm. and it takes you to new experimental and fun places but as I was saying I think we should all be doing that in shows yeah it brings a, a more exciting and more immediate energy I want to get stuff wrong more yeah and if you're with a good team, they're going to make the wrong stuff. Either so wrong, it's hilariously wrong, or they're just going to make it right. Yeah. And, the, you know, then you're really on that edge on your, your improvising. Maybe I should do the same. I'm, I'm, you know, play it safe a lot of the time, make a good show, good underscore, a good show. Yeah. So you can get it more wrong. I think that. you should, man. I think that should be our little takeaway from this. Let's Let's try and go into things with a bit more of a risk-taking attitude, you know? It's a classic cycle, isn't it? The more you... When you start something, you take far more risks and are prepared to deal with the consequences, and then you just... It's in your nature to try and get better at things. But, you know, what are you measuring that against? Yeah, getting, be getting better at being spontaneous is, is such a double bind, it isn't is, it? It is, yeah, because being spontaneous doesn't measure... doesn't have oh, well, I'm going to do this this well. And the worst thing, yeah, it, it actually gets you in a lot of trouble, you know. I mean, you can smell... You can smell stale. And that's when it got exciting, I'd say, in, in sort of 
the second half of the session, which we'll hear some of in this yes, podcast, um, was doing full band stuff. And yeah. I think I talked in the workshop about that sort of four-way communication loop, the, the communication that's happening between the improvisers on stage, the communication between the improvisers and the band, and the communication between the band and the band. And the band and the improvisers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so much happening and who's leading who yeah. on stage, in the band, crossing back and forth. And when it works, you don't know who's leading who, or at least you don't need to know who's leading who. It's just happening. Yeah, we definitely had a lot of moments of flow yeah, on we Sunday, did. I'd yeah. say. Tell us So we tended to have one person decided they would start and another member of the band decide they'd be in charge of calling out chord sequences if need be and, you know, cutting people if need be. But it didn't go much beyond that in terms of pre-planning. No, and what was lovely about um, Sunday is that it kind of organically turned into passing that focus around the band and that's something we'd said before that we wanted to sort of do as an exercise but because they were such a receptive, lovely group, they were able to be... um, like respectfully bold, yeah. you know, like take, taking it respectfully and giving it respectfully. It was, yeah, it was really nice. And it's interesting because the only professional improv troupe I've seen that uses a band, a full band, is Baby Wants Candy. Mm-hmm. And they're very heavily directed, at least they were when I saw them, by the guy on keyboard who was, you know, really calling the shots all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's quite exciting to think that you could have a improvised band that was truly improvising everything yeah it's so it's yeah it's so so inspiring yeah. so anyone can start and play anything at any time and it should just happen and we had um sarah castell there on sunday yeah the thing that she said which i loved at the end of the session was that it's the same yeah it's exactly the same over here as it is over there like the yeah. feeling is the, feeling the same it's the same i suppose if you're playing on your own there is a weight of responsibility that if you cock it up and get the structure wrong or you let people down on stage, that's you. But if there's a band around, someone like keeping the beat and keeping the core structure, keeping the bass line, then you can have a, a little moment of blankness yeah. and it's going to carry on. It'll be okay, it'll be okay. Well, we've said for a long time, like, your role in the May Days is the same like in terms of its weight as all of us, it's yeah. just different in terms of the way you deliver it. Yeah. And we've got to a point with our communication in the troupe that you, you make choices, we make choices, and, and they flow back and forth with each other. And I've yeah. always maintained that that's how it should be with um, with that relationship with, yeah. with the band. And, and I think Sarah sort of saying that was a real nice moment for me. I was like, yes, I thought that, yeah. but I couldn't communicate it because no, I'm not a musician. I didn't know that that was going to be like that. Yeah. And, uh, and it just was. And then something um, in relation to what you've just said about Tom Hodge. Tom Mm. uh, said, you know, he's normally accompanying shows solo. And he had a lovely time just going, I'm just going to sit back. It's okay, you don't have to worry.
I enjoy, I enjoyed the way Sunday went because I think there's something about being in a group workshop like that and, and the same as um, an on-stage improv workshop. The moments where you have to step up and do something by yourself mm. are terrifying and exposing, yeah. but, like, necessary training. Yeah. But to come together at the end and just go, right, well, I've... I've tried something scary and I've done something on my own yeah. and I've watched everyone listen yeah. I mean that's that's the thing as well you know like to, to do to, to make an underscoring choice when you've got like five other musicians oh, in the room I know, yeah. that I must mean, that, be terrifying yeah fair play to everyone yeah regardless of level of experience it's a daunting thing yes definitely and it, I, yeah it was definitely made easier by how supportive everybody was I think so um and it it's that discovery thing it's like well however much experience anyone's got doing this we're still discovering how to do it yeah together and that's the lovely thing about improv isn't it that, that it can be collaborative no one can come in and say this is how to do it because there, there isn't a way to do someone it someone who's never done it could come in and just blow the whole thing out of the water and do something completely yeah. different so there is there is a lot of interest to do this again but even more excitingly yes um there's been some bubbling rumors and ideas and stuff about putting on a musical improv jam that is not for the improvisers, a musical improv jam yeah. for the musicians. So yes. doing a workshop like that and then doing a show in the evening yeah. um, with competent improv singers who don't care if they mess it up. Yeah. Um, and as I said before, touched on before, so useful to be able to ask the improvisers how they felt about the song afterwards and vice versa for the improvisers to be able to ask musicians. I think... Personally, I could be wrong, but I think too many times when this sort of thing happens, it's either on stage and it just happens and you don't really have time to go back afterwards and be like, oh, how did we feel about this? Um, or it's, you know, in within one troop and we don't really know what happens there. Yeah. And we don't do that much in the May days, to be fair. We don't do that much of how did you feel during that song. We do sometimes, but... Yeah. It was a, it was a really lovely uh, treat and privilege to be able to say to the musicians... Did did I come in at the right time yeah. for you? Yeah. Did did what you did have the desired effect for what you were going yeah. for or not? And it was always fine even if it wasn't the desired effect, but to learn for them to learn what what we were hearing because you know when you when you're improvising, you mm. can't always hear in the same way. You you're sort of feeling it at, yeah. at the same time as improvising, you know. So it would be really exciting to have a jam uh, or a day where we could just run things, run and run and run songs, little long-form sections. Yeah, that was what we were excited to try mm. next time, is to do a a long-form musical set with a band in which you could flow between full band numbers and yeah. then going, this is going to be a flute-only yeah. scene, yeah. Um, and this will, it will be a, a duet between, mm. you know, piano and one voice, in yeah. and really taking all those structures and barriers away and yeah. just do, doing what the improvisation needs. And also some short-form stuff because you could kick the hell out of a blues with a band because oh, then yeah. suddenly you're like, as musicians, you know exactly what you're doing. So good. So much to do. So much to do. So, I mean, I would love to do that monthly. Definitely, yes. So it's just a question of rallying all you improv musicians out there and also, all you people hidden away in improv troops that are thinking, oh, I'd really like to give it a go, but I feel like, I don't know, I'm not qualified or I'm not good enough. 
ability I do not think is important. Oh, God, no. And, and in fact, again, not only all you improvisers that don't think you have the ability, but yeah. all you improvisers who have friends who are musicians yeah. who don't think they... They haven't they... been indoctrinated no. in the improv world yet. Let's get them in the cult, people. Let's get them in. It, and it strikes me that, you know, you don't question people's acting skills in improv. That's one of the wonderful things about it. Some people can act, and sometimes that gets in the way of good improv. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't. And it's the same thing with music. I really would love to think that if someone came along with two sticks and were part of the improv band, they could contribute just as much as a concert pianist. Definitely. Yeah. So thanks very much for listening, and please stay in touch. Uh, open your mouth and sing at gmail.com. Facebook. www.facebook.com. Forward, it's not forward slash sing it because unfortunately mm. there's about a million sing it pages. Oh, no. what is it then? Well, it is called sing it, but you just have to find it out of like 50 others. Hashtag at no at music improv. No, no, see, we've got that either. S- Twitter is at sponsong. At sponsong, yeah. Do you not know our Twitter handle? I've got a clue, no. Sponsong, S P O N S O N G. Website www.openyourmouthandsing dot co dot uk correct right we've got to go now yeah okay bye, bye. stay in touch bye I don't know, is it? You'll have to check with her whether or not it's okay. (laughs) We'll talk about it, and then if it's not okay, you'll have to cut it out. Okay. Well, she opened her mouth to say that feels like the Dunkirk spirit in the in the kind of in the scene. Half in the face of adversity. Absolutely. If the train actually came. We wouldn't talk to each other. No. We'd ignore each other and read the metro. It's because it's like yeah. Dunblane. Dunblane spirit is alive and well. Yay, Dunblane! 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 But she said Dunblane spirit. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what she said to me on the train on the way back? No. She said, do you know what? She said, I think I might have said that before in an improv scene and not noticed. Oh, no! <laughs> And of course, um, we're improvisers, so we, we yes ended it. Oh, we did? Well, we had the song. I like the Dumbledore. Yeah. The Dumbledore spirit. Yeah. <laughs>
sometimes in life you think you've had your lot but then just remember about when those kids were shot and you can get back together and have done playing spirit forever Ha ha ha!